Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. I uh, got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the uh, pulse of fitness, mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, for your next ride, head out to Lebanon and see what they have to offer at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Zach, you actually were the one who informed me this morning that Stefan Gilmore was cut uh, or is going to be released by the New England Patriots. Uh, and uh, I was caught off guard by this. I did not expect this. But uh, what was your initial reaction when you saw the news break this morning from ESPN's Adam Schefter? Well, it was more of a follow-up from last night. You know, we have A to Z Sports Dallas, so we were on the horn when Jalen Smith got cut uh, right. of the Cowboys, and we were kind of like, what the hell's going on? And then in our A to Z Sports Dallas chat, you know, we started to figure out why, right? I mean, you know, our Cowboys guys, they're smart. They cover the team just like we cover the Titans, and they looked at the cap space. They looked at the reasoning. They looked at the play and the performance. They looked at the roster uh, behind uh, or I guess, I guess it would be in front of Jalen Smith. And they came to the conclusion on why they got cut. And the cool thing is, is that we got, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of Cowboy fans reacting to that as of now on that platform. And so when that happened this morning, I was kind of like, man, I, we need an AZ Sports New England because it's the same, <laughs> it's the same type of premise trying to figure out the reason why. With Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, they always – there is a good reason, right? They try to cut players before they age and they start not like they released Dion Lewis or they didn't re-sign Dion Lewis. They let him go to the Titans and he yeah. wasn't any good for the rest of his career, right? So like they are very good and have been. No, they no longer have Tom Brady, but they've been very good at cutting or releasing players, getting rid of players at the right time and then replacing them at the right time. I don't know, and St Stephon Gilmore's been hurt for a while, right? Like, he, he's been hurt this year, but he's also been hurt last year as well. Yeah, and he's been on PUP. He has not played uh, this season, and so uh, he has had a quad injury. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read from Adam Schefter's tweet uh, this morning. Uh, now, we just, uh, obviously, the, the Twitter uh timeline updates and skips and jumps on me again he says uh Patriots and Stephon Gilmore could not agree to terms on a restructured contract and now the two sides are going their own ways uh, they're releasing four-time uh, Pro Bowl corner Stephon Gilmore who is eligible to come off the physically unable to perform list after week six with a quad injury so here's what I don't know Zach is I don't know if cutting Stephon Gilmore automatically removes him from the PUP list. Does that make sense? Like I would think that he is released from yeah, the pub. Should. Yeah, it right. Should. That that's so and then I did see it is the New England Patriots PUP list. Right. And and that's kind of and David Dandy says, well, he'll fit right in with the Titans. They love injured players. Uh but I <laughs> <laughs> which is a great comment there, David. Appreciate that. Uh but I, I do think 
it's interesting because he had a quad injury. Now, Josina Anderson, who we're gonna who we're gonna talk about here in a second, she she tweeted this morning saying that she thinks and has heard from sources that uh, his quad is good. Uh, unquote, there that is he's good to go with that. So it's obviously the Titans need Stefan Gilmore because they need better corners because of how their depth has been hit with injury over the first four weeks of the season where Caleb Farley is cleared with a back. Now he's out with a shoulder. They don't trust Elijah Molden in certain matchups, which is why he didn't play in the slot uh, last week. Uh, when uh, Chris Jackson goes down as the slot corner, Christian Fulton has to move inside. In the last couple of weeks, Christian Fulton, who has been by far the best corner the Titans have had in his cornerback number one moving forward. Christian Fulton is uh, battling through a couple little banged up type of injuries there as well. And Chris Jackson, as I mentioned, and Breon Borders is forced in. So they're, they're, they're thin, right? Because Janoris Jenkins has not been very good uh, in his free agent acquisition. So there's no doubt that the Titans could use Stephon Gilmore this season. Well, and we'll talk about the cap space because, you know, Rube Fleetwood, which is a great name, uh, Rube Fleetwood says, did the Titans spend all of their cash on Julio on Twitter? And it's a good question because they did move some things around which we'll discuss, but here's my main point, Austin. Do the Titans need Stephon Gilmore? Well, they either need Stephon Gilmore or they need to stop playing eight to 10 yards off the ball. Right. Right. That's, that's kind of where I'm at on this is, and we, we talked about that a lot yesterday and our guy, Luke Worsham called out Mike Vrabel weeks ago. Vrabel gave him an answer. We don't coach that way. Ends up the same thing happened this past weekend against the Jets in a loss. Called him out again. Vrabel said he was going to talk to the corners. If this cannot be fixed because we saw Jonathan Joseph do the same damn thing a year ago and get Mm -hmm. cut, and what did they have to do last year? They went out and traded for Desmond King. They had to go get new players. So this is a Super Bowl year. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones being hurt and unavailable is never good for your team, right? And it will always impact your offense because they make plays better than the guys that are out there or were out there in New York this past Sunday. But that's, that is kind of my initial reaction was they got to get these guys not playing 10 yards off the ball or they got to go get better players like they did last year with Desmond King. Yeah. So let's update this and then we'll get everybody's reaction here because uh, I'm going to bring up a report from Josina Anderson uh, here in a second. Here's the report from Josina Anderson. The first tweet says, read Stefan Gilmore's quad releasing this this morning until the situation remained a quagmire. Great vocab word there. Quote, it was a catch 22. They would not pay Gilmore until he was healthy but they also wanted him to play at 75 to 80% health. Now I'm told his quad is good. And then Josina adds to that. My understanding is that cornerback Stephon Gilmore, who is set to earn $7 million in base this season, is looking to earn at least $15 mil a year on the open market now. There are several teams that can look to bolster their secondary with attrition already kicking in by week five. And the Titans are one of those teams with attrition kicking in by week five. Now, 
15 million a year, <laughs> 15 million years tough because uh, I don't really know if there are any teams that are in contention. I, I so I don't know if there are any teams that Stefan Gilmore would want to go to who could offer him 15 million dollars a year because uh, according to overthecap.com the Titans have cap space for this year at 6.8 million dollars. Now that's not a ton of wiggle room for this season, but how we know contracts are structured is that you can hide money uh, all over the, the tenure of that contract. Stefan Gilmore has already made his money for this season. And so you can go out there and maybe structure it in a way where Stefan can get close to what he is looking for without putting the team in a tight cap situation. But this is this type of situation is the reason why you restructure Julio Jones. Yes, and they did that for a reason. As we know, John Robinson, like most general managers, like to go into a season with wiggle room, with the ability and the emergence of the trade deadline being a thing in the last several years. Austin, I'll let you talk about the Titans cap space here in a second, but the teams that have more cap space than the Titans, Packers, Texans, Browns, Steelers, Seahawks, Chargers, Bengals, Washington football team, the Broncos, the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Jaguars. Right. As you mentioned, there's only a handful that could be in contention yes. that are a, that have more space. And let me add to this. Teams with less space that could use Stephon Gilmore. That's important. Bills, <laughs> Bills can't, re- I mean, it would be tough for them to do it. The Chiefs, uh, the Cardinals, and the Ravens, right? The Bills, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Ravens are all players who have high, are all teams who have high expectations but low cap space and below the cap space that the Titans have. So I think that's a good thing that the Chiefs with like three million bucks in cap space, the Bills have four and change, the Ravens have two and a quarter, uh, and the and who else did I mention? The Cardinals are right there with the Ravens as well. So uh, that's a good thing. So and uh, and uh, Mark says uh, Jackalope Jenkins uh, take a, another nickname for Janoris Jackalope Jenkins there. Uh, the Titans can cut Janoris Jenkins next season and save a lot of money. I believe nine or ten million dollars if they cut Janoris Jenkins and next they will. year. And yes, they will. yes, and so that can help make things feel a little bit better. But you need you need uh, Janoris Jenkins this year, and you also need Stephon Gilmore this year. Well, you also great. need Janoris Jenkins not to turn his back to the. To, to the field or to the receiver yes. on third and six. No doubt. That's what you really need. All right, so let's ask this question because I find this interesting, right? So we've kind of laid out the financials of the situation. Gilmore well, wants... Get to tit- the Titans cap space. I already said it, $6.8 million. Yes, so I've already, I've already showed that. I, I, I think that is important when it comes to the needs... You got to also think uh, uh, Josina Anderson, your girl, is coming out there on behalf of the agent and the player side uh, of things. Talked, she probably talked directly to Stefan Gilmore. I'm surprised <laughs> in that tweet I put up there, she didn't say something about told me or uh, per me, something like that. Me, 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 Josina. And, and so that was on behalf of the player. So there is some negotiation. I, I do think that the player 
Stephon Gilmore does have the leverage because I think that he has a lot of suitors being at this point uh, in time and cornerback need and his performance and skill. So it'll be interesting, but the question we're going to ask you guys, what percentage chance do the Titans have of signing Stephon Gilmore? Yeah. So, so comment good- in the comment section, what percentage chance do the Titans have signing Stephon Gilmore? All right, so let's get to that and get to your answers. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. Selling your house might be for you, but it's a one-time transaction. But renting your house out to others can help you set up your retirement plan to take advantage of it all. Long-term wealth, uh, you get there with long-term uh, equity as well. And Renters Warehouse can do that for you. And you don't have to become a landlord. Just because you've jumped into rent estate, it doesn't mean you're a landlord all of a sudden because Renters Warehouse are the professional landlords. They do everything for your property for one low monthly rate. Head to renterswarehouse.com for more information. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. That is our morning show sponsor. You got to go there. Download the app today. BetMGM at A to Z Sports. That's the promo code. A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. No spaces. There you go. That's your promo code. And you can get a risk-free bet, which is unbelievable, up to $1,000 for new users. Use that promo code right there on the screen. Yep. Uh, I see Matthew says, should have never let Adoree Jackson go. If you didn't let Adoree Jackson go, you'd be on the hook for uh, a eight-figure salary because Adoree was set to make over $10 million the, this season, and that's why they cut Adoree Well, and who said that? Uh, Matthew. Matthew hadn't been watching the Giants games either. Yes. Uh, and I have. And so two weeks ago against Atlanta and Austin, I turned and I told you this, Adoree had the opportunity. He had it right in his hands, an interception to win the game. You played to win the game. He could have won the game by picking off Matt Ryan against the Falcons. He did not. Logan Ryan also had a mishap that could have won them the game as well. And that's beside the point. Adoree Jackson was not worth the squeeze, the money, no. the pick that they were that they would have had to pay him. Yes. So you got to watch Adoree and not just, it's like your ex-girlfriend. Oh my gosh, I'd be so much happier. You know, it could have worked out. There's a reason why you're not with her anymore. There's a reason why Adoree is no longer with the Titans. It didn't work out. Yes, the, the Titans literally saved over $10 million by cutting a Dory Jackson <laughs> because that's how much they were going to have to pay him because of his fifth-year option. Okay, percentage chance. What percentage chance do the Titans have of signing Stephon Gilmore, who was just released this morning uh, by the Patriots, four-time Pro Bowler? Uh, again, I'll just go through the financials real quick, just for a quick reminder before getting into all these percentages. A lot of comments here. Josina Anderson says her understanding is that, or she did use mine. My understanding from Josina is that he wants $15 million a year on the open market. Now there are several teams that can look to bolster the secondary with already uh, having attrition. The Titans currently have $6.8 million in cap space. Important teams with less cap space than the Titans, Bills, Chiefs, Cardinals, Ravens. There are several teams with more cap space, but not teams who might be as interested as the Titans are. So percentages now. Chef uh, over on YouTube says 30%. Uh, Scott says 20. Rooney says flat out zero. 
Steven, 45%. Brandon at 20%. Jabu, 57. Stephen King, 33. Jake, flat out two. Ronnie says 35. Um, let's see. Clayton says, with the Titans luck, maybe 10%. Larry says 30%. Jay Joy says 40%. Adam, 4. 10%, 25%. 5, 40, 15 uh, 55% from Danny. This is a J-Rob type of thing to do, but not sold. And Roderick just says zero. They won't do it. So, Zach, I, I was trying to find like an average, but honestly, it's all over the place. Titans fans are at zero up to 60. I ha- uh, 65 from DJ is the highest I've seen. Um, so, you know, they're kind of all over the place uh, with Stephon Gilmore here. So my percentage is right there on the screen. It's Stefan Gilmore's number. Oh, it's 24% chance. Uh, I think it's less than a quarter of a, uh, a percent chance. I, I think my issue, the reason why I'm giving them that much percentage, I do think that there's a need there, but they just drafted Caleb Farley. And I also think that there's a connection there because of New England, right? Now, I, I know that that, that doesn't necessarily matter if the like defined connection of Vrabel, but I do think that they want players that are team first guys. They look, they had a contract negotiation that went awry. They ended up releasing that happens. That's a part of the business. I don't think that's Stefan Gilmore's personality, but the reason why I, I'm 76% chance that it's not going to happen is I think it's because of the money. I think Gilmore is going to demand too much money. And so um, I think they'll wait to see what other free agents are released. Uh, and I think it's too early in the season. If um, Jack Rabbit or Fulton had gone down with an injury and Caleb Farley wasn't going to be available the rest of the year, I think my percentages go up. But I- I'm at 24%. I mean, Jack Rabbit uh, Janoris has been bad. Christian Fulton is battling through something, right? Because we saw him leave the field. I think Buck said that uh, Christian Fulton left the field four times against the Jets in that game for some type of injury-related reason. But he returned every time, so that's credit to him. And then Caleb Farley has not been available. And I already mentioned Janoris has been bad. And Chris Jackson all of a sudden has now been hurt multiple times, and they don't trust Elijah Molden. What else do they have? Like that's, I think they're at the point where they're two and two. They have to play better. That's what they have. But they they have have to play better. um, Of course they do, but they need better players to consistently play better because their players right now are not consistently playing well. And so you're you you can't just quit on them, right? It's not not like it's Jonathan. You're not in the Jonathan Joseph situation. No, Janoris has not been Jonathan Joseph bad. He has not been that bad. He's not been good, but he's not been that bad. So I'm I'm just curious of what I I want to see how this plays out because I want to know how much money Stephon Gilmore thinks he can get and how much money he will actually get on the open market in the middle of the season. Because more te- than that, he thinks well, he's worth but more Zach, than that. Zach, not like how many teams can afford to pay him that? How many teams can afford to pay him $15 million? You, you didn't ask that. You asked, I'm that's curious what, to see what Stefan Gilmore thinks he's worth. 
He's and, wor- he thinks he's worth God, more than $6.8 million. I mean, you got to listen to my entire sentence. It was a two-parter. How much he thinks he's worth and how much he will get on the open market in the middle of the season because teams prepare to have cap cushion uh, and the Titans have a lot more cushion on third down than they do in the salary cap. That's for damn sure. And so they prepare to have cap cushion, but not that much cap cushion. We're an all-pro defensive player of the year is available and how can you maneuver through the cap to get it done? So I do think the Titans can get it done with how you structure contracts because they have $6.8 million available this year. They could structure something where a signing bonus happens and signing bonus. What do we know? Signing bonus gets prorated across the length of the contract. And because voided years is the new hot thing in, in NFL contract negotiations, you can make this contract six damn years if you want to with voided years. And so you can make it where his cap hit for this year is not that big of a deal. And I'm curious to see how other teams go after this because does Stefan Gilmore want to go play for the Jags, Panthers, Eagles, Washington, Bengals, or, or Steelers? Probably not. But those teams have over $10 million of cap space. The Browns are interesting. Uh, you know, the Broncos, maybe. Washington and the Chargers, maybe. But I don't know what Stephon Gilmore thinks and what those teams want to do to jeopardize their long-term plans. So your final percentage? Less than 20%. I'm at, you like haven't a, even said. Well, uh, I know. It? 18%. You, you weren't going to say. What is 18? 18%. Yes, 18%. I am less than you. I just I don't see it happening. I don't think John Robinson pulls the trigger, but he absolutely needs to go call. And Jamie says, why not Jalen Smith? The Titans. The Titans uh Jalen Smith is not a good player right now. And that's why the Cowboys cut him. Like the Patriots cut Stephon Gilmore because he hasn't been healthy enough to play on to their standards. And they were trying to restructure and renegotiate their contract because the Patriots had less than a hundred grand in cap space and needed to do something to free up more cap space. And this is why they went and did that. So different situations. Jalen Smith has been playing bad football for the Cowboys defense. And so I don't think the Titans want to go out and sign that either. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. How quickly do you think he'll be signed? I mean, the the joke is uh, he's going to have a team by 4 p.m. Eastern time today. I don't know if it's that fast. Yeah. Um, it's a Wednesday, which you know you gotta you gotta act quick if you want. Just, and I, I don't know what his health is either. Like he 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 was out for at least two more weeks with the Patriots on the pup list. Now can he come back and play? You know, as soon as possible whenever he's signed. Um, and. and so that's interesting. BMO brings up a good point. At this point, he thinks Gilmore is choosing money over a contender. If a contender is in the ballpark of what he wants, maybe he takes that, but he's thinking Benjamins. And so how does that make you feel about Stefan Gilmore? We don't know that, but it's a fair point for BMO to bring up is that this is Stefan Gilmore at age 31, his last time to cash in. Big. Yeah. Well, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I think, yeah, obviously the Patriots are not a contender this year with the rookie quarterback. I think they've kind of shown that um, they're not contending. What teams are going to come to the plate and at least give them an offer? And I'd be really curious to see. I think the Titans need to be curious if they will. 
Yeah, Ed says he's going to have to need a physical first for sure. Uh, Clayton says he will find some way to get on the Chiefs. And you don't um, want to buy damaged goods. No, and we've seen the Titans struggle with that, that they've, you know, they signed Josh Reynolds to a very cheap contract, but the guy was injured, uh, and it took him a while to do anything. It took him a while. Devion Clowney, he, he, he got hurt again, right? Like, there seems are... seems like everybody with the Titans is getting hurt. You know, they've... Well, I saw, you know what they're notorious to doing? As you kind of referenced, they like signing hurt guys. I mean, Caleb Farley, Jeffrey Simmons worked out pretty well, but Judevion Clowney, hurt guy, gets hurt again. Like, they, they, I think they think that if they draft an injured player, they're drafting better value because that player will get healthy, right? And so, you know, and again, it worked with Jeffrey Simmons. And so whenever it works like that, then Julio you're like, Jones. Huh? Julio Jones, yeah, notoriously, like, he was hurt last year. What do you know? He's back hurt again. Right. Whenever you do something and it works, you've reinforced the want and the need to maybe try that again. And they've tried that multiple times since maybe Jeff Maybe they Simmons. learned their lesson from, you know, Lawan being hurt and then trying to come back and not playing up to, to, to snuff. I, I don't know. I don't know if it, they're going to take a chance on another hurt or – and this is recent, right? He was just on the PUP list. So it's not like Stephon Gilmore's ready and raring to go like a race car. Yes. And there's an interesting thing with this too that goes into the Stephon Gilmore situation is that the Titans can save over $20 million next year if they move on from Jenkins and Lawan. Like that is a big chunk. And that's a possible, I think it's, Percentage chance to move on from both those guys, I think it's pretty high. You can parlay them together too. And I still think it's a pretty high chance of both oh, I, are I think, gone. I think it's 76%. I think it's the opposite percentage Not that 77? I'm giving them to get. get you went 76. You didn't go 77% for that? I mean, I, well, I think, no, because I've went 24 for Stefan oh, Gilmore. I get you. So you're going opposite. You're going, you're going 100. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's very interesting. Uh, Bobby says Gilmore didn't finish last season either. Um, and so, yeah, there's. It, I, 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 the Titans should at least be on the phones, working the angles to see what it will take. They need to get to the table, right? Like they need to be one of the hats on the recruiting commitment table for Stefan Gilmore. They need to at least offer something to go after Stefan Gilmore, because we know this year is a go for it all type of year. And Stefan yeah. Gilmore signing him would be a, uh, a double down and going for it all. Yeah, for sure. All right. The Urban Meyer fiasco has taken another swing. Uh, and I, I have an interesting question about how it impacts this Titans game, uh, Jags game coming up on Sunday. So that's the question. Does this Urban Meyer fiasco help or hurt the Jags chances of upsetting the Titans? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride, whether it's the Elantra, the Santa Fe, or the Sonata that I drive. Maybe it's the Palisade. They've got you covered. They've got the perfect make and model for you and or your family. If you're getting one for maybe your 16-year-old son or daughter, maybe a Christmas present because it's already October, that's the place that you need to go to at least look at the inventory. You can look online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com or you can take the quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Take a test drive. Austin and I have both test driven driven that Hyundai Palisade. It is sleek. It has all the bells and whistles. It's got the 
third row seating, which you can't beat, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. BetMGM, download the app, use our code ATOZ Sports, and once you make your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. So again, that's download the BetMGM app, use that code ATOZ Sports. You make your first deposit, then your first bet is risk-free up to a thousand bucks. It's great, it's awesome. Zach and I use that app nearly every day. Uh, BetMGM is really fun to jump on, and football season has been a lot of fun so far through the first month. So download that app, use that code ATOZ Sports, and visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee, and for gambling prom support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Uh, one more thing to wrap up the uh, the Stefan Gilmore conversation. So Jason over the cap, Jason OTC, uh, who is the salary cap expert for and founder of overthecap.com, where we've cited the Titans having – 6.8 million in cap space. He tweets this. He says, if we assume Gilmore wants 15 mil, uh, that would prorate out to 10 million for the balance of this season. If that is indeed the number, you would probably need 2.64 million in cap space to make that work. So that, it, I mean, that means a lot, right? So the guy, the cap expert says you could get Stefan Gilmore what he's looking for for only $2.64 million of cap hit for this year. So I, I do think that's very interesting just to add on there. And I think that makes it way more doable for the Titans and way more doable for a bunch of the NFL contenders around the league. It's really how John Robinson feels and how he thinks his... Here's what I think. I think John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are out of flux to figure out how big their issues are was that jets game uh, a product of just a bad game by a lot of players and aj and julio not playing or is it bigger than that and he feels that he needs to go change and fix it uh, that 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 is interesting yeah very interesting too so uh we'll, we'll kind of monitor that as it goes uh but now uh, let's get to this conversation with Urban Meyer. The latest on Urban Meyer and how it impacts uh, the Titans-Jags game on Sunday. Really, everything bad you could possibly have wanted to happen in Jacksonville has literally happened and probably worse. On the field, it's been bad. Off the field with Coach Urban Meyer, it has been probably worse. Of course, we all know by now the viral video that popped up this weekend of Meyer in a Columbus bar dancing with a young woman who is not his wife, whatever else went on there. Uh, and then yesterday, we get a harshly worded statement from owner Shad Khan saying he has addressed the issue with Urban Meyer, who did not fly home with the team, just stayed in Columbus to see his grandkids and all the other activities. Uh, Khan called it inexcusable. He said Meyer expressed sincere remorse and also said Urban Meyer must earn the trust and respect back from this team. He was confident he would do so. And then Meyer went on his local radio show yesterday and addressed the situation uh, talked about how, how horrible the conversations were with Cod, with Khan, and then said, the question was, will the team be ready? And he essentially said, that's not in my court. That's really up to the players, which was also kind of interesting. Obviously, this one we will continue to follow as it develops. So, very interesting. I saw reports from uh, Jags players. Uh, this report was from uh, iHeart, I believe. I saw it in my email. It said that one Jags player said that Urban Meyer has 
zero credibility in that locker room and already didn't have video. And that, uh, that video obviously was from NFL network with Ian Rappaport on it. Uh, so uh, Zach, I think it's very interesting. Zero credibility from one Jags player. And then urban Meyer said on that local radio show in the, in the area uh, yesterday that, it's up to the players if they're ready to play on Sunday. And, you know, he's kind of just not. Is he wrong? I don't, you know, maybe he's not wrong, but. No, he's it, right. Yeah, he's but right. it's just a I, weird I, thing to, to admit. Like, Urban well, Myers. You know what's exactly also most- a weird thing? You know what also what? is a weird thing? Putting your forearm up the crack of some woman that's not your wife. That's also a weird thing, right? And so when you do yeah. things like that, you put yourself in those type of positions. We've talked about it. Your credibility, your trust, and your respect start to wane. If I do something like, I'll give you an example. If you get busted for a DUI and your ass get thrown in jail because you were drunk driving, you get out of jail. Two days later, you can't, it's going to be hard to tell your daughter to say, don't go drink and drive. Now, obviously that's the right thing to do, but I, I, credibility goes out the window, right? You you got to kind of eat a lot of crow, and that's just where Urban Meyer is right now. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to take because the fact of the matter is the Jacksonville Jaguars are the worst team in the NFL. And that's been confirmed by their first game of the year in which we thought the Houston Texans were, but the Houston Texans whipped that ass in week one. So uh, yeah, Urban and- Meyer, he's got a long road. This was a rebuilding campaign. Yeah. Campaign's uh, off to a slow start. It is. And everything has gone wrong. <laughs> everything has gone wrong. He hired the, the racist strength coach from Iowa, which was a tone deaf type move. Uh, he signed Tim Tebow, which created a ridiculous distraction. He admitted that vaccine status had a, played a role in roster cuts, which it was reprimanded by the league. Uh, he also admitted that well, they, he wasn't lying. No, I know. But like, that's just, you're not supposed to like sometimes urban lies. And then sometimes he stupidly tells the truth. Right. Uh, Read the so, room. Like, but I, that, I mean, that's the issue is that he yeah. wasn't lying. He was cutting people based on their vaccine status because the league forced him to cut people based okay, on their vaccine. I was, status. I was just trying to go through a list of all the weird things that have happened. Uh, and then he also admitted that Travis Etienne was not their preferred draft pick with their second pick in the first round. They would have liked to have Kadarius Tony, but he got dra- he admitted that. <laughs> it's, it's like it's so strange. All the weird things that have happened, and now the owner says that he has to regain trust. Oh, Brooke brings up trust. another one. Yeah. Exactly. He cost the team $300,000 in fines because he didn't know the rules during the offseason. That is true. Now, a couple other teams had fines as well, but not a good look from, from the start. Again, rebuilding campaign off to a slow start. Yes. Uh, so here's the question I want to ask. Does this Urban Meyer fiasco help or hurt the Jags' chances of upsetting the Titans? Right now, uh, the Titans are a four-point favorite on the road at BetMGM. Does it help or hurt the Jags' chances of upsetting the Titans? I'll just go real quick stats. Total offense, the Jags have the sixth worst, sixth worst offense and the third worst defense, right? So they're a bad team. They're 0-4. But the last time we saw them in the 
state of Ohio Thursday night against Cincinnati. They had a 14-point lead, had a chance to make it a 21-point lead or a 17-point lead, didn't get it before half, and then they ended up losing that game to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But they looked a lot better. They looked like they were putting some stuff together offensively to be somewhat of a threat of an upset. But does this help or hurt the Jags' cases of upsetting the Titans? I, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go a different route on this because okay. a lot of people are saying hurt, hurt, unnecessary distraction. I, I completely understand that. Um, you know, it hurts. I, I'm gonna say it helps. And my philosophy is like whatever's gonna happen to Urban Meyer is gonna happen to Urban Meyer as it relates to like the coaching status with him, Shad Khan, and his employment right yeah. the players have another thing to prove they hate losing too and they were up 14 nothing against the Bengals on thursday night primetime football and relinquished that lead to joe burrow in the second half and lost trevor lawrence is improving right it's going to take him some time with the team that he has to get to speed of the nfl and get to where he's used to and that's winning football games i think this helps because I think the players are sick and tired of losing. And Urban Meyer has now shown a light on the entire organization and the roster of how much of a joke everybody is. Here's the other caveat, Austin. And I think this is probably more important than the last couple of sentences that I have said. Yeah. The Titans are coming off of a loss to the New York Jets. They are not in a good place. Their two best wide receivers are in question for this week. Their offensive line is in shambles. And Jackrabbit Jenkins is going somewhere else instead of covering football players. He's running for the hills. So they have a lot to work on in a very short time. I think the Titans' problems... With the Jags being a laughing stock this week, and that kind of pisses off the players, I think this could be a recipe for disaster for the two and two Tennessee Titans on the horizon on the other side, hosting Buffalo and Kansas City, which are your two most important and difficult matchups in back to back weeks that are both AFC opponents. I don't disagree. <laughs> like, I, like, you know, I, and I hate to be doom and gloom. Like I'm usually not like negative guy. Like ah, that's usually not my personality. I try to just call it like I see it. Yeah. I'm it, just calling it like I feel it. Right. Um, so me saying that I agree with you doesn't mean that I'm expecting a Jags win over the Titans on Sunday. I expect I, you to be a very close game. Oh, and that's what I was going to say. I, I think the Titans win this game. I really don't see how Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill allow for the Titans to lose this game. They allowed the Jets. Yeah, but the Jets' defense is really good. Like, the, like unbiased the Titans' offensive line. I don't think no, they're really no, no, good. No, 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 that's incorrect. The Jets the Jets had a top 10 defense going into that game. Now, the Titans made their defense look even better, but the Jets' red zone defense was uh, tops in the leagues, I believe, and so that showed to rear its ugly head where the Titans were forced to kick three field goals in the first half instead of scoring uh, two or three touchdowns in that game. So here's the difference is, 
the Jags defense sucks. Like the Jags defense is 30th in the league. And so there's a big difference in that. And we know that Derrick Henry loves playing at his at home in Jacksonville, where he grew up right side out of it out of it as at, at Uly. And thank you, Marcus. Uh, Jets defense is 10th overall, and they're even higher ranked when it comes to red zone defense. So I don't the Titans are gonna win this game. Actually, like the Titans minus four. I think they're gonna win by a touchdown at least. Now that might be a hold on to your butts type of touchdown game, but I think uh, I like it uh, overall. So, but I, I do agree with what you're saying. I think Urban Meyer losing credibility in that locker room, looking like an absolute fool to the whole country, helps that football team go out there and kind of rally together. And those players want to go out there and win something for themselves and not their head coach. Because if it's if it's true, and they have and one player said that he has zero credibility with that locker room. They might just go out there and, and do it for them and say, screw Urban, he's going to be out of here uh, after the year anyway. I, I don't know how long it's going to be, but but I, I think the Titans do win. But I do think this makes it a closer game. When's the Bridges report come out? <laughs> uh, today, right? Usually it is Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, I want to say uh, uh, Jimmy puts it out on Wednesday. It hasn't. It didn't come out yesterday. Usually it's Wednesday. I, maybe that'll help. Look, Ant says Austin's taking the same, well, talking the same way he did last week and lost. Uh, now everyone giving credit to the Jets. Uh, and then Steven says, Great, Austin, pulling a Luke and guaranteeing a win. Thanks, buddy. Look, I'm not you guaranteeing. Did, you did guarantee a win. Did I guarantee a win? I just yes, said, I think you going said, to win. I, you said the Titans will win this game. <laughs> I don't know how much you guarantee. I'm pretty sure I said, I think the Titans will win this game. No, the Titans will win this game, and you're taking minus four. I, I, I said, don't know I, I, said I like. I said I like minus four. I haven't said I'm taking it yet. It's on you, my brain. You said the Titans will win this game. That's fine. Okay, then all right. Then I guarantee to win. Screw it. Whatever. <laughs> Therefore, I guaranteed the win. Uh, last week's game smelled funny, and I was right. Uh, I'm guaranteeing a win. I don't think the Titans lose to the Jags after losing to the Jets. Now, if the Titans somehow came back and won in overtime against the Jets, I think the Titans could lose to the Jags. But I just don't see this happening back-to-back weeks. So I'm right. I guarantee to win. Zach, you're right. Chat, you're right. I guarantee to win on Sunday, on Wednesday morning. Before the Bridges report. Now, if it comes out, that was wearing, a bold move. No, but who are you crazy? You I didn't mean to do it. I didn't, the Bridges I didn't, report comes out. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. My bad. My bad. Accident. But yeah, I will rescind the guarantee if the Titans are wearing navy over white. <laughs> that won't happen because I no, think I my prediction. I think usually this is how it goes. The Jags wear white at home early. I think they'll wear white at home uh, early here. And I think the yeah, Titans which is will what wear, I'm... they'll expend their light blue, their second light blue game over white. They like to do that. Yeah, they, they do wear that in Jacksonville for sure. Um, <laughs> man, so I, you know, it's very interesting. I think, you know, I think it'll be close. I'm expecting a touchdown game. I mean, might as well just go ahead and give my score prediction and, and you know, before the pregame, Joe. Yeah, well, and, and TJ brings up a, a point, and I, I think this is fair. He says, what about the Titans' mindset coming off the Jets game? They come out looking 
to embarrass the Jags because they were just embarrassed by the Jets. I think TJ yeah. brings up a valid point. You, you, we have to – will the defense play better? Will the offensive line improve? Those are the two things that have to happen. And, you know, how much can they do with Chester Rogers and, and you know, Josh Reynolds? How much can those guys actually give you? Cam Batson. Those guys are NWI, too small. Yeah. You you can't you have to they can't make plays. Well, they're not they're not uh yak guys, right? Like Chester Rogers is probably the best yards after the catch guy they currently have healthy, but AJ and Julio are difference makers, right? Josh Reynolds is a guarantee, talking about guarantees, he's a guarantee to get tackled right after he catches the ball almost every time. Watch it. Like and see have a how many drops. I think that's kind of what Josh Reynolds like he, he gives you some good plays but he's going to have some drops where he's not going to be because he's not in. I mean, if you're, we're comparing him to two elite wide receivers in Julio sure. Jones and AJ Brown. Yes. And Furcher's got to catch the ball, right? Like that's, you know, Marcus Johnson Freaking might have fun. another week of getting healthy. I think Marcus Johnson would be a great ad. That's a, that's a more physical type guy that they can be out there if they're missing either Julio or AJ or God forbid both. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I just don't think the Titans lose to this team after getting embarrassed uh, by the Jags. And so somebody asked the question, like, what about the offensive line? Can the offensive line be better? As bad as the O-line has been for the Titans in pass protection, Derrick Henry's had three straight 100-yard games, and he's ripping off runs, right? Like, they're getting – and the Titans, I think, are a good screen team again. Like, And so, you know, I I feel like they have – Good in the run game, bad in pass protection. And a lot of that has to do with the injuries in the O-line and the injuries of wide receiver. Yeah, but they're going to have to give him less carries, but they can't give him less carries. They have to give him, and I said this on Monday, Zach, while you were still out. The problem with Todd Downing is his situational red zone play calling. That on second and six. On the 10-yard line, they threw a back shoulder fade to Nick Westbrook-Akine. A back shoulder fade on second and six to 10, right after Derrick Henry just gained four yards on first down. Well, they they called the same play that Julio Jones and A.J. Brown back right. shoulder fade. And that's not the personnel you have. You have to call it your personnel. And so, Zach, you remember my you remember my play-calling role for Arthur Smith last year that if Derrick Henry gains five or more yards on first and 10, you hand it off to him again on second down? I thought you know, it was don't toss him the football. That was also another rule, but it was uh, it was it, it was the first down five or more, right? My my rule this year that I said on Monday is if you're ahead of the sticks in the high red zone, give the ball to Derrick Henry because you don't want to be behind the sticks and create a third and passing situation in the high red zone where you can't use Derrick Henry. If yeah, you and especially the- with possession receivers, right? You're trying to shorten the third down. So when the possession, you're only asking your backup wide receivers to get maximum five yards because that's the situation you're in. Yes. And so it's situational play calling in the red zone that hurt them uh, against the Jets in that first half when they kicked three field goals instead of uh, getting nine points. So, all right, let's move on because I've got um, a special kind of shade that I'm throwing, uh, and uh, it's at the worst type of Titans fanboy. 
I'm throwing shade at the worst type of Titans fanboys. This is like an expanded shade today uh, that we're going to have um, talking about because of uh, the conversation that we're about to have. Real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Why is that 15 minutes equal five or more hours in the weight room? The science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. It's real. It works. You get stronger. You get leaned out. You They target that hard-to-burn body fat, and it is for anybody, whether you're in shape and you're trying to reach your fitness goals and you're almost there, or whether you're just starting and you don't even know what your goals need to be or how to get there. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals. Simply go to mandu.com, your first workout absolutely free. And when you sign up and tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take 100 bucks off your first month. That's 100 bucks off your first month after you sign up when you tell them A to Z sent you at mandu.com. Speaking of sign up, it is free to sign up for BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. And when you do sign up and use that promo code, you'll get a risk free bet up to $1,000. Dollars risk for new users, a risk free bet up to a thousand dollars. You cannot beat that. They are the king of sports books, they are the title sponsor of our morning show. They are Bet MGM. All right, so excuse me, the worst type of Titans fanboy here on the show for throwing shade. So let's go ahead and get our throwing shade uh clip in here because it's going to be a long shade today. All right, Zach. So Titans fanboy uh, drives me crazy. Now I understand that Titans fanboys uh, need to need to be there, right? I I like that there are fans because they watch our show. But the worst Titans fanboy this year, Zach, is the Mason Kinsey fanboy. The Mason Kinsey fanboy screaming from uh, the top of the mountain as loud as they possibly can. Wondering why Mason Kinsey has yet to get an opportunity on the active roster. So uh, I'm going to show two uh, tweets on the screen here from Titans Rossi, who has tweeted at me now multiple times of assuming that I have a personal problem with Titans practice squad wide receiver Mason Kinsey, the one on the left. What's Austin Stanley and A to Z Sports personal problem with Mason Kinsey? It's just strange to me how much they hate on that guy. Then he tweets at me. Real question, Austin. During your stream yesterday before the game, you made a statement about how Mason Kinsey is on the practice squad where he deserves to be. What's y'all's personal problem with Kinsey? Batson and Akina are doing nothing. Now, I don't have a personal problem with Mason Kinsey. I have a personal problem with you guys who don't accept what Mason Kinsey is right now. For the record, I like Mason Kinsey. I like him. I think he's done everything correct that he has control over. He practices hard. He works hard. And when he's gotten his opportunities in the preseason, he's done well with them. But here are the thing about preseason stats. Over the last four or five years, the NFL coaches have changed the way they do the preseason. So the more stats you get in the preseason, the less likely you are to make the team because the guys who are going to make the team are not racking up stats in the preseason, right? Like, does anybody disagree with that? I, I, Mason Kinsey, I like what they have in developing him on the practice squad. He is taking steps forward. Last year, he didn't. the Titans didn't think 
that Mason Kinsey was worthy of a practice squad roster spot until halfway through the season. This year, he was in the wrong camp. He had a really good camp, but he was in the wrong camp in a crowded wide receiver room, and he didn't make the team. And he's on the practice squad where he deserves to be so he can develop. So I don't have a personal problem with Mason Kinsey whatsoever. I got a personal problem with you guys who don't accept what Mason Kinsey is right now. This is not saying that Mason Kinsey will never have a spot on the Titans roster. It's just that right now, he's not ready. And the Titans are trying to tell you that. Every Titans media member is telling you that. Not a single Titans media member projected Mason Kinsey to make the 53-man roster to start the season. Mason Kinsey is the best ninth wide receiver the Titans have ever had. Because they have had eight other wide receivers on the active roster through four weeks of the season, and none of them are Mason Kinsey. Again, not against Mason Kinsey, against you guys who won't accept what Mason Kinsey is right now. Thank you. Rudy didn't get a lot of snaps. Rudy was a great practice player. Rudy was a nice guy. People liked Rudy. Teammates liked Rudy. But Rudy was not playing a lot of playing time. Because he wasn't good enough. Mason Kinsey is not good enough. Mason Kinsey is Trey McBride. I love Trey McBride. And Austin, you know that. Trey McBride is one of my favorite, like, non-nobody-knows Titans in the history of me covering the team over the last 12-plus years. I love Trey McBride. He's a great dude. He worked really hard. He was great on the practice team, great on the practice squad. Like, got other people better. But he was not up to the status of a consistent NFL football player that earned big-time snaps. He just didn't have it. Mason Kinsey is the same guy. So I I don't get into the Twitter uh, but I'll say like this. you do. I think Mason Kinsey has a higher ceiling than Trey McBride. <laughs> like, like, I'm not against this guy uh, whatsoever. But it's just driving me crazy that Titans Rossi is out here spreading – information about now here's here's why i here's why i, I mean knew about who, this. Care? who cares no, i care because here's why i here's why <laughs> i learned about this because i get a notification last night from that the barry college track coach liked titans rossi's tweet about me having a personal problem with mason kinsey which i do not and so now the Barry College, Barry College track coach where Mason Kinsey balled out at thinks I am against Mason Kinsey and have a personal problem with him, which could get back to Mason Kinsey himself, which is just incorrect. Who and Titus Rossi's spreading stuff. Who cares? No one I cares. care. Because no, I, I, yes, I don't. You, you want somebody to think that you have a personal problem with you that you don't? Uh, do I care what a Twitter troll says? No, I don't. You should stop caring as much either. This uh, Titans Rossi guy matters nothing. And I'm sorry to tell you, bud, he doesn't. And I so, know, but I, the so you, again, it's a good shade. I'm not trying to Rossi. I'm not trying to rain on your parade or your shade. I'm just saying it really doesn't matter because this is the forum that you we have created you have created to, to state your case. You stated your case, but it shouldn't. If Mason Kinsey uh, now hates you because a Twitter troll got to his coach, that t- then that's the problem. 
right? It's the internet. Blame yeah. the internet. Don't blame uh, well, Mason look, 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 here he is. Titans Rossi. Mason Kinsey can make plays on this team. For what? At Where have you seen? What are you basing that on, Rossi? He says, well, read his next sentence. I, I know. The point I was trying to make is that Batson and Akina are not getting it done. And how do you guys know Kinsey uh, is not good enough until he's given a shot? Rossi, man, I know Titans fans have not watched practice the last two years that Kenzie's been around because COVID and construction did not allow for training camp to be open to fans. I have been to a lot of Titans practices, too many Titans practices, and I've watched what Mason Kenzie can and can't do. And what I'll tell you is that Cam Batson and Nick Westbrook-Akine can do more for the Titans on a game day than Mason Kenzie can at this point, October 6, 2021, they are further ahead of him. The coaches trust those two guys more because they can play all special teams. They can play outside wide receiver where Mason Kinsey right now is a slot receiver and a punt returner. And I like where he's developing, but right now, Batson, NWI, uh, Chester, Chester Rogers is the main reason that Kinsey doesn't have a spot. Because Chester Rogers is way better of a slot receiver than Kinsey is at this point, and that the Titans just need one. They just need Chester Rogers to play slot right now because AJ and Julio are also really good at the slot. That's that's it. I, I think I could put this simply. I thought that was well well said. Uh, but and, and Titans Rossi, look, we give people voices. We're not here to shut people up unless they don't watch Urban Meyer's video and say that hey man, he's just trying to get chicks like yesterday, like Larry. But we even had Larry a voice, right? But Titans Rossi says, I'm not spreading anything, Austin. It's in your videos, in your shows. You guys have repeatedly said things about him on your show. Now, I was out last yeah, week, so I, I, I but l- l- let me say this. Titans Rossi, the reason why is because there is a reason why. The reason why is Mason Kinsey is not good enough to earn the snaps on the 53-man roster in a situation where your two elite wide receivers are down. That tells you even more, right? The fact that hey, this is his opportunity to shine. And if the coaches, you trust the coach, your first name is Titans. So, like, <laughs> you, you trust Mike Vrabel and John Robinson to make the right roster's decisions and say, this guy is not quality enough to get NFL in-game regular season snaps that Austin is probably not telling you he's reiterating what Mike Vrabel and John Robinson are already saying with their actions yeah that's what I would say yeah and, and again Rossi's, I was Rossi out last says, week so I you know well, no, nothing happened last week <laughs> the pregame show is the last time because somebody asked about it Titans Rossi says we watched the preseason and I'll reiterate so did Vrabel and yes. so did John Robinson I yes. think that's where I'm at the guys that are making the decisions are smarter, usually, I don't want to say always, but usually have a better grasp, especially because of COVID protocols, on the roster. So I'll it is confirmed the opinion of Austin. And again, I'm not, I'm just, again, I was not here last week, so I haven't been in this situation. But I would say that the opinion, that John Robinson and Mike Vrabel are confirming Austin's opinion on Mason Kinsey not being good enough to get regular season NFL snaps. 
All right, so Josh, again, uh, says, I'm with y'all, but when he did show out in preseason games, and some guys are gamers when he did not practice. Look, again, like I'll, there are two examples of Titans players who balled out this preseason. It's Mason Kinsey, and it's Makai Sargent. And need, like those guys get so many reps in the preseason and opportunity in the preseason games because they weren't playing Nick Westbrook-Akine, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, and NWI that much in the preseason games. They were playing Kinsey and Batson and Fred Brown, right? And then they were they were playing McKay Who were they Sargent. playing against? Yes, against guys who also didn't make those teams. <laughs> and, and and they played uh, Makai Sargent a lot in the preseason because Derrick Henry never plays. Darrington Evans got hurt on a second snap. And guess who was on the COVID list? Jeremy McNichols. And so they had nobody else but Makai Sargent. So he looks really good. And you like Makai Sargent. You like Mason Kinsey, which is why they're on the practice squad developing. Now, Makai Sargent's in a different situation because McNichols was on the COVID list. He made the roster and Evans had to go to IR. So Makai Sargent's still hanging around because of that position group. And whenever Evans comes back, Sargent's probably going to go back to the practice squad, which is totally fine. Totally fine. All right. Uh, we will we will get to MB's request and, and move on and get to my shade. My shade has nothing to do with. I just uh, had to say that. I just had to do this because fair. it was infuriating me last night. That's what shade is for. Yep. Uh, my shade has to do with people I cannot stand. These people I don't understand. And. I think they have mental issues. I'll say that. I'm going to play a video. These are the type of guys that need to reevaluate their life. Okay. And I will say that they need to reevaluate their life. And the guys I'm talking about are Sasquatch guys. (laughs) Hey guys and gals, Sir Creeps here. I just found you guys some of the best sasquatch footage i have ever seen in this video these two deer stand there feeding in front of a trail cam but they keep looking up at something in that tree right in that gap you can kind of see something moving a little bit if you look closely and the deer are uncomfortable you can see the hair of something right there in between the trees watching them and the deer are very uncomfortable one already took off the other one is still there and it takes it takes off right now as well then it's about to show you what that was standing behind that tree in the next day in the daylight it is crazy will blow your mind how big this sasquatch is So for those listening on the audio only version, you're going to have to go to <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter or Twitch. That that silence actually showed the video of yeah, for the audio for the audio people, 1 hour and 5 minutes is where you can get that video. I think the Sasquatch is 
what would you say? 40 feet tall? Would you say 40 <laughs> feet? You know, you know what I thought I was about to 40, do? 40. I'm giving I'm giving 40 feet tall Sasquatch. I uh I thought, like, I don't know if you remember these these pranks back when people had desktops where you're like, hey, can you find uh the hidden thing in this image and everybody starts to do this and you get real close and then the skeleton goes Pah! like I thought that's what was gonna happen <laughs> when I was watching this video. That's I what I thought was that. gonna happen. Yeah. I should have done that. God yeah. it just played a prank on everybody. Yes, ah. yeah. That yeah I mean I'll it was put that insane. in the holster. <laughs> no, that was just straight Sasquatch guy doing Sasquatch things and showing Sasquatch video. This guy needs to reevaluate his life. He needs to take a long look in the mirror and be like, dude, they're not real. They're not here on earth. And they're not, sure as hell, not 40 feet tall. Okay? So, like, he has to... <laughs> That that is my shade for today is on Sasquatch people or Bigfoot people that really truly believe that they are roaming this earth and that there are evidence on deer cams somewhere that 40 feet Sasquatch are preying on young doe. Hilarious. running through the woods hilarious jerome says he's late you just missed it all you just missed the sasquatch video and, hey, I, but, and i'm not playing it again <laughs> no no because bobby says we need to replay we're not gonna play that again i will tell you this uh, before we leave though uh tomorrow so thursday at 12 30 central time we're gonna be doing a doc talk segment uh with dave over at the bone and joint institute who is the leader in their rehab facility uh we're gonna talk to dave about the rehab of hamstrings for AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Uh, so do think about that tomorrow. That's Thursday, 1230 central time. So just afternoon, 1230 central time, the bone and joint Institute, the doc talk segment uh, with Dave from their physical therapy uh, facility there to talk about the rehab of AJ Brown and Julio Jones hamstrings and how to handle that. We'll, we'll know at some point, Zach today of if they practice today, but pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous day. That, that Sasquatch video is something else, something else. Yeah. Well, and, and on the Julio thing, I, I, they need one of them to come back. I don't know if they will. I think the plan was after, uh, the game before the jets, I, I think the plan was we're going to set him down for two weeks because we can take care of the jets and the Jags. And unfortunately, that has not been the case. So they're going to have to get better defensively on the offensive line. And they're going to have to pray that Derrick Henry can do what Derrick Henry usually does against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, in yep. Duval. Yep, yep. So we'll be back. Uh, we'll see what happens today at practice. We'll have some injury updates for tomorrow's Titans Thursday show. to talk more about it. Also, we'll see what happens with Stephon Gilmore, too. Do do. Uh, like Sasquatches, do they just prey on a deer? Is that do they eat red meat? Is that do, how do they kill them? Are they fast? Do they they're, use trees as bats? Sasquatches are they're omnivores, so they eat a combination of berries, the foliage, and then the wildlife. Okay, so they're not okay, so they're not carnivores. Omnivores, so they also take the berries and the foliage. You know, so yeah, they're they're just high up in the trees. I have no idea. I'm just up. making. I'm just saying stuff. I I'm just making that up, and just to see what you and Tate would do. Oh, oh I I thought you. <laughs> you you're Bad like Sasquatch, right? Guy, right? That was good. That's, 
Oh, you say a scientific word you learned in elementary school, like omnivore, and you're like, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I believe you. You're trying you're trusting. <laughs> Maybe I should have said, you know, Mason Kinsey's just not not, ready. not a Mason Kinsey fan, but a scientist. <laughs> I, I have nothing against Mason Kinsey. He works his tail off and does everything he's right. It's just he's not ready yet. Good lord. He's not ready yet. It's okay. It's okay. He played D three college and he was a baller. He's just not and, ready yet. And the coach that thinks hard. you hate him. Oh, Sin City Titans says, "Don't question these guys, Rossi. They're the only ones allowed to have an opinion on this show." Sin City, no, you're allowed to have an opinion, which is why we we put your comments and opinions up on the screen for everybody to read. Sin City Titan. Oh God! All right. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you. Uh, on Thursday morning, the Tighten Up podcast out again today, every Wednesday. So check that, the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Great numbers and a great episode yesterday for the Big Orange Podcast and more uh, Bucks 615 Sessions pod to come up later in the week to take us into the weekend. So we'll see you guys later on. Check A to Z Sports.com for more content. Uh, appreciate you watching today. Bigfoot's back. Adios.